our new episode and we are thrilled and i am saying thrilled uh, to come back again and introduce michelle to us uh, where she hosted me last year at wp coffee talks and it's with great pleasure i am uh, i'm i'm you know introducing her again so michelle please introduce yourself and yes tell us something about you tell us where you're from what do you do well, it's an honor to be asked to be with you ladies today. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Uh, anything that I can do to support women in technology is something that I'm 100% behind all the time. But as you said, my name is Michelle Frechette. I do a lot with WordPress. Mm -hmm. I, um, I work for GiveWP, which you see, I actually pointed the right direction, yes. over my yeah. shoulder <laughs> in the background. This is our offices here. Um, and I also do, uh, I'm the head of marketing for a hosting company called Century Hosting. But I also was on the WordCamp US organizing team and I speak at a lot of WordCamps. Um, I mentor uh, WordCamps and I just, you know, I just love everything that has to do with WordPress. Yeah. And then of course, as you mentioned, I have my own podcast as well, WP Coffee Talk, which in June celebrated one year. And we have over a hundred episodes recorded already, which is so amazing. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I had no idea that it, would, it could be successful, but here we are, and I'm just very deeply um, gra grateful to all of my guests, like Fairy, who's been on the show, and Mahar, who will be on the show someday, because I'm yes, yes, pressuring I her. <laughs> I will, I will. So, my motivate to start the show was actually after seeing your interview with Bluehost. On Instagram. Oh, yeah. I love them. This idea was oh, right. there. About the, about the website, yeah. Yes. So this idea was going in my head much before even I spoke to Perry about it. And uh, initially, I was like only uh, thinking about the WordPress space. But then when I pitched it to Perry, we like, we can reach for a wider audience. And it's high time to get different people on one platform. Otherwise, Absolutely. I love you know, it. like WordPress has one platform, uh, open source is another platform, marketing is another platform. There's no one platform where you have every mix of people, yes. no matter what you do, whether you're a home cook, whether you're a marketer, yes. whether you're a yoga inst uh, instructor, we welcome everyone. Yep. So I love it. I think that's wonderful. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, we, Meher, can you also give a short introduction? We tend to forget and now we want to do that. Just tell us a bit about you as well, please. So I'm Meher Bala. I uh, run a hosting agency called Happy Host. Uh, I'm also a uh, website consultant. I'm a part of the WordPress Mumbai community. Uh, also part of the uh, Make WordPress marketing team. And I'm a little sad that WordCamp US can't happen this year, but I Me do, too. yeah, I know that, but I do agree somewhere organizers have taken the right decision. Thank you. It was and, not an easy decision at all. Yes. I know being in the organizing position and <laughs> making your event cancel is the toughest decision you can take because uh, I was leading WordCamp Mumbai last year and I remember on day one, I think the first break had happened and there was a big controversy of 
some uh, religious place verdict to come out and it had just come out and there was chaos among two three top people saying that you know we should shutter team there'll be a lot of uh, riots and all because india things pick up quickly like especially when it comes in religion name it it picks up like fire so in that position yeah. i was made to think whether to just continue with the event or so i can definitely yeah. know what your organizers are going through <laughs> so, of course the, the flip side is i now have a lot more personal time yes, yes. that's also yes. good very introduce yourself Yes, I'll make it very short and sweet. I'm a writer. I write for different platforms, different domains. I'm called a lot of things: content strategist, content writer, and then manager. But basically, I write. I'm a communication professional. Uh, I've been part of Word, WordPress community since 2016, and I've been very active. I met Meher over there, so she's a very good friend. And now we are doing uh, Unplugged Tech, which is awesome. So uh, Mumbai, India, and yeah that that's the shortest and the quickest uh, intro i've come up with <laughs> so uh, moving on with with few questions um can you tell us a bit more about wp coffee talk i mean I, we love coffee right i love coffee so you can start by saying how did you come up with the name and what was the story behind it So the funniest thing is, you know, I'm 51 years old and I didn't like coffee until about four years ago. So like, I never drank coffee. It was a tea drinker, but now like you can see, I order coffee all the time. I have like, this oh, just, 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 just yesterday. Coffee? What was that one? The black one. Can you show it again? Death Wish coffee. Oh, I, I, their Instagram is amazing. I love it. It is. So, so is their Twitter. They sent me a sticker too. Oh, <laughs> oh that's nice. So now I like, I have so much coffee. I make French press coffee. I use just everything. I love coffee now. Um, it's hard to believe I didn't used to like it, but I I had a few years ago, maybe three years ago now. Two, yeah, about three years ago, I went to WordCamp Portland, Maine. And while I was there, my best friend came with me. She also has a blog and does uh, some things with WordPress. We went to WordCamp together, and we went to a session where a man was talking about. I wish I could remember his name, but I don't remember. Um, he was talking about having a podcast and how to do a podcast. And his whole session was about gaming. You know how like gamers have podcasts and they do all that. And I, and the gaming aspect of it didn't mean anything to me, but it kind of planted a seed in the back of my mind that like. Hmm. At the time I was freelancing and I thought maybe some of my customers would want to have a podcast. So I'll learn a little bit more about podcasting and then I could offer that as a service. I can help you get set up. I could do all these things. Well, then two years goes by and I still haven't done anything with it, you know? And last summer, not that I'm not already so busy all the time, but I thought to myself, what's something I could do that's different? How can I challenge myself differently? And I was talking to my friend Matt Graham, who is um, in uh, in Canada, on on Slack, and we were kind of joking back and forth. And I said I was thinking about a, a having a podcast where I just talk to people in the WordPress space, kind of like over coffee. What do you think of the name WP Coffee Talk? He's like, I love it. I was like, and I said, good because I already bought it at <laughs> the domain. And so I thought, well. Maybe I'll try it, see how it goes, at least have the experience of learning how to do it. And then 
you know, if it dies, I always say, if it dies a sad little death, I think it, I thought maybe five, eight of my close friends would, you know, be like, okay, fine, Michelle, I'll be on your podcast kind of thing, you know, and then it would kind of fade into oblivion and I would just have had a learning experience. But as you know, it, it didn't just die a sad little death. <laughs> it's still going and going. And I'm so glad for that. We are, we are oh. really glad for that. It's amazing to me how, and I'm so honored that I get to help so many people in the WordPress space tell their stories through the questions that I ask and, and having them share their experiences. And, and if you, if the people are listening and they haven't ever listened to WP Coffee Talk, I ask every single guest the exact same set of questions, but everybody's answers are so different. And I learn so much and you can learn so much from people just by asking the same questions and see how their answers are different and their personalities come through. And so what started off as like just a little lesson to myself, a learning experience has turned into a passion. Uh, I've always been passionate about the WordPress community. I think you know that. Um, but now I get to do something with it where I get to share all of those stories because WP Coffee Talk, I may be the, I call myself the barista, <laughs> the host, <laughs> but but it's not about me. It's about, it's about every single episode is about the person that I'm talking to and being able to help them tell their story and share their experiences and even, you know, make connections and network. So, um, so it's turned into something much bigger than I could have ever imagined and I couldn't be happier. So that's amazing. Some really good points you have brought, you know, it's like you are listening, but you're also part of the story and you're so happy that, you know, you're part of one thing and conversations yeah. are beautiful like that. It just opens yeah. up so many things that, we never thought could be possible. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it's fun. So it is, it is, it is. So uh, what kind of challenges, were there any challenges initially with uh, you felt that, okay, maybe this is something that I don't know. Like I will, uh, like right now when it comes to Meher and me, uh, I am the writer and she's a website and everything this doesn't you know we just had a conversation about you know zoom what this that so it's very i don't one person doesn't know everything so you right. might have those kind of challenges right now because we are two people you're just handling it all on your own so how do mm -hmm. you uh, work around challenges yeah so some of the challenges i had were i like i didn't know what kind of microphone to get or mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of money to get started because I didn't have any sponsors and I, I still don't even have a lot of sponsors. I don't go after sponsorship a lot. It's not about making money. It's really about sustaining uh, and being able to afford the things that I need to keep it going forward. So, so some of that was like, well, I didn't have a lot of money when I started. Um, I had just gone through a divorce and I was moving and all of these things. And so I looked for like the cheapest microphone I could find. And it came in a cute little silver case and everything, you know, like from Amazon. And I was telling a friend that I was starting a podcast and he said, well, did you get a microphone yet? And I said, well, I did. I said, I got this little brand. I got this microphone off Amazon. He says, what's the brand? I said, there is no brand. It's just this, it's like generic <laughs> microphone. And he said, well, I was going to start a podcast a few years ago. And so I bought a Blue Yeti microphone. I bought the boom arm. I bought the pop filter, all of those things. And I'm like, adding up prices in my head. I'm like, it's gotta be 250, $300 at this point. He says, I'll tell you what, he says, send that microphone back and you can buy my equipment for $69. Cause that's how much I paid for the other microphone. And so I have all of the equipment I have, which was basically a gift in my opinion, you know? So 
I was able, and, and it was too late to return the other microphone, but I was able to gift that to another podcaster who was just starting out as well. So now she has a microphone, I have a microphone. And so finding a way around, sometimes finding a way around a challenge is just telling people what you're doing and the answers appear, right? So, um, you know, so I work for Give. I have a paid Zoom account through Give, so they let me use my Zoom account. It doesn't hurt them at all. It doesn't interfere with, with their work for me to use that Zoom account to record WP Coffee Talk. So things like that have kind of fallen into my lap, if you will. And I sometimes feel like, have you ever heard the phrase um, leap and the net will appear? Like, it, like you, yes. you know, you go ahead and you take that leap of faith and, and the path will rise up below you. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was the kind of thing where I didn't even know what some of the challenges were supposed to be. Mm. And as I just kind of like blindly went forward, people are like, oh, you should have this and oh, you should do that. And here, let me help you. And let, have you connected to this person? And oh, I know this person should be on your show. And so I haven't really struggled with anything. Yes, there of course have been challenges, but nothing has been a struggle. And I think when you're on the right path, you can tell because things happen to um, support that. And so that's been, been really, really good. There have been times when I thought to myself, um, well, I'll tell you what the real challenge was. So uh, I haven't, I got all these episodes that are ready to be published and I've, I've been sick. I've been moving. My parents have been sick. And so because it's just me and I don't have other people to rely on, they're all just sitting there waiting to be published. But I had COVID at the beginning of this year. I was sick for nine weeks and I didn't publish anything. Okay. In the last month, I've been moving, we've been moving my mother, she has been in the hospital, and so I haven't published anything. So this week is my week, I'm going to try to get a, like several episodes out there. Um, and I just, you know, sometimes I post on my Twitter account um, to the people who are following, you know, I'm sorry you haven't heard an episode in a while, but life is happening, I promise there's more coming, be patient with me. And people have been very patient and understanding. That's, that's really nice. That's yeah. like beautiful. I mean, community can help you out in really beautiful ways. One of the reasons for yeah. us to really stuck around, right? So that's mm -hmm. really nice. Exactly. So, uh, moving on, like people say before you start a podcast, you need microphone. Yeah, we just covered that. What yeah. advice would you give to people who are very shy? <laughs> yes, I think Meher also needs to. Like, I'm not the right person for that. Meher, please, just, just because I am shy. At least I'm not. She is very shy. And I keep on telling her to, you know. So this is both. Yeah, please go ahead. So if you are shy, then write the questions in advance. That's, so that's what, I'm not a shy person, but I was nervous about starting because I didn't want to like start a conversation and then all of a sudden it's just silence and nobody knows what to say next. So, <laughs> so I basically, I created the questions kind of as a roadmap to take through a conversation. And it turned out that the, the, the questions became the conversation and that the format of asking everybody the exact same set of questions over and over again was something nobody had done in WordPress in okay. WordPress podcasting. And so it did give me my own niche, which was awesome. Right. But it also always let me ask the question and step back and let the other person talk and answer. So if you listen to an episode, like I'm talking more than you are talking right now because you're asking me a question and I'm just kind of running with it. The same thing is true for what I've done is I ask the question and sometimes I mute myself so that, you know, like if the cat jumps up on the counter or things like that, then all those sounds aren't um, in an, and like I see my hair's um, oh. muted herself now as well. So that's something I learned early on is like I would sniffle, but then I would be like, 
mute sniffle that unmute you know <laughs> like nobody wants to hear that <laughs> so some of some of those I, things are the things that um i mean that i think because of the outside background is you know it's night time and people want horn honking and bread <laughs> wala's coming and all i like let me keep my mic muted till i speak <laughs> Well, the, and then when I, after, you know, when I, I started to feel better from being sick this year, if still you cough and cough and cough for a long time. And so I didn't want to cancel people's um, interviews, especially since I had put them off when I was sick. And so I would tell them, you may see me mute myself. Um, it's probably coughing or sneezing or burping or sniffling or <laughs> any of those things. And so, you know, so I could mute myself and just have a whole coughing attack while they talked. And then I'd mute myself like nothing ever happened. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's okay because, you know, that's, it's okay. I am, I'm cool like that. Yeah. It, it happens. But like if someone is really shy, okay, yeah. I think podcast is going to be huge. And at this point, I think everyone should have podcast is what I personally believe. But, <laughs> but people are shy, you know. What would you? This is an important more thing that you. Shy, I think I will. Little more depth, I'll give to Ferry's question. Mm-hmm. People don't know what to talk. Like when you say, "Come on, an interview," because sometimes, like, what do I apply to talk for? In my initial stage, my very first interview was with Bridget, and that was on officially on Twitter. She asked me, and I literally took. two and a half three weeks to get back to her because i was like what do i talk about you know even for uh, becoming a uh, speaker in a word camp people like apply to speak i'm like what mm-hmm. do i apply to speak i think that is the way i categorize shy because you need mm-hmm. to tell mm-hmm. someone that just come right i think as a podcaster it's our responsibility to make sure that anybody who comes on our podcast feels like they're not just going to be thrown to the lions right <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so before <laughs> so before i started my podcast i went i was a guest on five or six podcasts and then i said about this one oh i like the way they did that and about that one oh i like the way they did that and about that one i'll take that too and then i tried to build an experience of the things that made me happy and the things that made me feel really good about the experience and put those together in mine so on my you know i have a form that says hey i want to be on the show and that's kind of like the pre-vetting just because i don't want spam and things like that so i don't put the 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 um the calendar to schedule right out on the website because you know who knows who's going to apply um and i don't want somebody coming on just trying to be spamming and all those things and so the second and so that i send another set another response and said if it's somebody that i want to invite on the show it's a legitimate person i mean with step by step instructions this is how you can feel good about make sure you have headphones it helps you know if you have a microphone that's great but it's not necessary here are the questions i'm going to be a- a- asking you here's how you schedule and when you schedule there's other specific questions about you that i could just kind of have in advance and then when i follow up at the end i always tell somebody after we we finish recording i'm going to send you another link and it'll be a place where you can upload your headshot and answer you know answer some of the questions about things that were on the show give me the links so that i can prepare the show notes for the website and so i try to make it feel as comfortable and um 
you know, not, not have somebody questioning, like, what am I getting myself into? So I think that there's a lot that as a podcast host that you can do to make people feel comfortable. And you did that when you invited me, you had questions in advance, you explained the process. And I thought that was all very good. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I mean, just like you said, even we, I have been to many podcasts. I mean, telling Meher to go to podcasts, you know, because we have some things to share, right? So yeah, it's, it's absolutely. So, so these are all the podcast experiences that we have tried to, you know, uh, bring it together and have something special as well. So yeah, exactly. that's, that's amazing. You're, that is a very good way of, you know, having more information before makes people, okay, yeah. we have preparation is very important. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's great. So moving on to our next question is, okay. uh, you have been running Coffee Talk for more than a year. So yeah, I mean, you did say that you had some really amazing good stories. So is there anything like memorable that I know it's it's not a very, I mean, I know it will be very difficult for you to choose which is the best one or not, but I'm sure there must be something memorable, you know, that, okay, this happened. You know, is it yeah. something like that you would like to share with us? Well, I had this one woman on the show named Fairy, and she was so <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> oh my God, that's, I'm sure there were many inspiring people. <laughs> we, but, you, but you and I, we had a great conversation. We laughed yeah, we a did. lot, which, which was fantastic. So one of the questions that I ask, uh, I mean, I obviously ask the same questions to everybody. One of the questions that's my favorite question is I ask them, what's the biggest mistake you've ever made in WordPress and what did you learn from it? And the answer that always pops to the top of my head was Chris Wegman. Now, Chris works for WP Engine. He lives in Florida. He's a friend of mine through WordPress, and we've, our paths have crossed at different WordCamps, et cetera. And his answer was that he once um, made, the, made a mistake on the hosting site and wiped out 23,000 websites. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it took almost three days to get that many websites back up and running. Oh my God, that's... And so I, I can feel... I love it. I know, it's like, your heart's like this, right? I, I said, I, so I, that's, that, that's what I tell people now when I'm teaching WordPress or I'm talking in my meetups and people are afraid of making mistakes. I say, look, if this guy can wipe out 23,000 websites, own it, he talks about it, he's not afraid, he's, you know, he's like, hey, I owned it, I made that mistake, understand how to fix it, and then be an inspiration, not get fired. He still had his job, you know, all of those things. Then any mistake you make is, is reparable. We can, it can be fixed, you know, as long as you put things in place. Obviously, backups, 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 you know, all of those kinds of things. But, um, but yeah, so that's one story that rises. Oh, my God. That's, that's a I really good story. I definitely narrate this because me being in a hosting uh, agency, when I had to transfer just 10 websites from one host to another. Yes, I also had a nightmare. It was like one week's work. We, we also admitted it, but the reason was for a better shift. You know, so yeah. I know. It's, it's always one of those things. It's like when you move from one apartment to another, uh-huh. from one home to another, you pack everything, you unpack everything, and you always lose something. Where do those things go? So that's what I always worry about when I move a website. Like, what's going to be missing when I get it to the oh. other spot, you know? But so that's just one story. But, but um, I also ask, you know, who's somebody who's inspirational to you? And the answers to that are beautiful. I always ask, um, what are two or three uh, 
uh, plugins that you would recommend to somebody building their own website? And one of the answers to that that just made me laugh was uh, Marika Vanderacht, who's the CEO of Yoast. She says, of course, Yoast, right? And, and there was a couple other things. And then she says, and I don't know the name of it, but it's one that makes my dashboard pink. <laughs> And I thought that was refreshingly honest, right? So yes, of course, I want a backup plugin. And yes, of course, I want a SEO plugin. And yes, of course, I want something for accessibility. But it's okay to enjoy plugins that make you happy too, you know? So like, I, I don't know if I told you, if you saw on, online, but um, I actually built my first plugin by reverse engineering Hello Dolly, right? So yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like... It's not groundbreaking, it's not earth shattering, it was, but I'm not, I'm not a developer, so it was the first time I had an opportunity to work with code. And so somebody said, oh, what song did you use to replace the lyrics? I said, oh, I didn't use a song. Instead of it being Hello Dolly or another song, it's Hello Beautiful. And every time you log into the website, it says something lovely to you, like, you look lovely today. You're the best web designer I've ever met. This site is fantastic. How did you manage that? Like all of those wonderful things so that there's positive reinforcement every time you, you log into your website. So things that just make you happy are also very important. And so I thought that was a really good lesson from Marika, for sure, you know? So those are just two stories that, that just kind of rise up that, to the top of my head that just are fun, happy stories. I need to download that plugin now. Yeah, actually. I know, I wanna know what it is. <laughs> so, so one is about being okay with making mistakes and second is being happy with positivity. I think these are some wonderful stories and timeless yes. and everyone should know them. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, moving on. So, I would like to tell you this before the next question. Uh, okay. I'm a writer. That yes. means marketing is a very big part of it. Basically, I sell things. Meher is also into marketing. Like, she has better understanding of SEO related stuff. She has guided me because I'm a hardcore writer. I love to write long description kind of stuff, but she's like totally focused. as well are really into marketing so we have three marketing ladies and i think we should have really nice discussion on sure. what makes it so so what does marketing uh, mean to you or just just tell us a bit about marketing you know yes <laughs> so when i first got into marketing i think in my brain i've always thought about how things appear to others and how you can engage people so for me marketing isn't just about making a sale it's about engaging an audience but always engaging the right audience. So in 2002, which feels like it was yesterday, but it was almost 20 years ago now, <laughs> I, got, I got my MBA and I did my MBA at a top 30 business school for free because I worked there, which was such a blessing. But um, I did my MBA in marketing, e-commerce and information systems management. And that was, I mean, think about 2002, that's when the e-commerce boom really came. But by the time I graduated, the the bottom had fallen out of it and things hadn't kind of settled in yet. And I worked in higher education, so I wasn't in a hurry to move into marketing. But some of the lessons I learned in my MBA school, one of them in particular has guided me throughout everything I've ever done. And, and so there's a bit of a story involved. So my mother and I were watching television and there was a car commercial. I don't remember what car it was. 
I remember the story though. <laughs> and the, there are two people in their 20s maybe driving the car, they're driving it at night and there's music blaring on the radio and the woman is dancing in the front, like she's not driving, she's kind of doing that, I can't do it, that pop and lock thing where people like, you know, they pop their joints and everything with how they dance. Yeah, exactly. And my mother would say over and again when I'd be over there watching television, I hate this commercial, I would never buy that car. And then next week we'll be watching television and she, that commercial we come on. It's just, this commercial is just terrible. Why would anybody buy a car that has a commercial like this? So after three or four times of her saying that, I turned to her and I said, mom, they don't want you to buy their car. She said, what do you mean they don't want me to buy the car? Of course they want, they want everybody to buy the car. I said, no, 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 no. You are not the target audience for this car. They are not expecting you to buy this car. If you buy it, sure, they'll take your money. But you are not the target audience. The 22-year-old people in the front seat who are pop and locking, that is the target audience for this car. If they wanted you to buy this car, it would be a quiet. They'd show it with a, like a, a very well-dressed person, usually a man, of course, right? Like with a Rolex watch, you know, and his hands on the steering wheel driving on those, like the, along the hills of like Morocco, or I don't, I don't know if there's hills in Morocco, but uh, Monaco, that's what I'm thinking, like Monaco, and like, you know, and you see the, the countryside out beside him, and, and you feel like just a million dollars. I said, that's the car they're trying to sell you. The pop and lock with the loud blaring music, don't buy that car. <laughs> that has always guided me, because every commercial, every advertisement, every blog post, every whatever, has a target audience. And that's the people that you want to connect with. So if you think about the audience, like the, that you want to engage with as a bell curve, right? So you want to hit that middle 80%. And the outliers, who cares? You can't have 100% of the people buy your product. You don't want 100% of the people to buy your product. You couldn't possibly keep up with the production of 100% of the people buying your product. But if you can focus on the people who will become your advocates, that will become your ambassadors and your allies and will wear your, the pay money to wear a t-shirt with your name on it. Those are your people and those are the people you want to engage with. So that's my marketing advice. That's, that's really, that's, that's really, really nice. Good advice. Do ask. That's really good yeah. advice because <laughs> I've not seen a marketer who really bifurcates down to detail and says, that's not for you. You know, even if people think, you know, even people can relate. Yeah, I've done this, you know. No, you know, I should try it out and stuff. You know, it's the way you've defined it. It's, it's actually beautiful. Like in my days of yeah, marketing, it was like people used to say, you know, just concentrate on selling, 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 selling. Buyers will come automatically. If you sell to an extreme large audience, you're not going to get anyone. You're going to lose the customers who you focus also on. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you think about Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola has, you know, at any particular time, they'll have five different commercials running, and each one of those is targeting a different audience. Because Coca-Cola can, can advertise to a wider audience than that one cheap car can. But the ad that they show people, you know, maybe in a bar is not going to be the same ad that's going to hit somebody who's sitting in their backyard watching the sunset. So they have different ads that will target those different audiences. It really just depends on who at your service, what your product is, and who your target audience is. What do you think, Barry? Yeah. Do you have, no, I had a question for you. You are so like <laughs> elaborate. 
<laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay. I will uh, tell you what I mean by marketing is that. But before that, what is your favorite ad that comes to your mind right now? Which is your favorite ad? Okay, so that, my favorite ad is one from before either of you were born. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. We are going to look it up. Yes. With you, with you. I don't really know for sure, but it was in the 80s. It had to be in the 80s, okay? I was born in the 80s. So, okay, well, but you probably don't remember this commercial. <laughs> you do, that's wonderful. I hope so. But you know Lifesavers Candy, right? So the Lifesavers Candy it comes in a roll, and you never know which flavor is coming first. But when Lifesavers Candy first came out, there was just one regular flavors. There wasn't tropical and whatever, whatever. So Lifesavers Candy, and the, like you would – to pull a little string at the top and the end would pop off and you could share lifesavers with people. Well, there's this one commercial and it's, it's people in silhouette and it's like a dad and his child. And there's the sunset is going on behind, you know, in front of them. So you see it and they're underneath the tree and the sun is setting and the dad is sharing a lifesaver with his kid and the lifesavers logo is at the bottom. And the dad says three, two, one and at that moment the sun sets and the little kid says do it again daddy <laughs> like he could just suddenly make the sun come back up and reset itself you know and I thought to my even as like I was in my teens when I saw that commercial and I thought to myself it's not about the candy it's about the experience of sharing the candy with somebody that you love and so that commercial has always stuck with me that's really beautiful. I'm so glad I asked this question. Honestly, Mary, do you have any favorite ad uh, you would like to share? That right now, I audience? can only remember, I, I'm actually visualizing what Michelle just said. You know, the way the sunset, everything yeah. is just coming on and my background is like a sunset. So I'm actually yeah, visualizing true. everything. You have Love a way it. with toys. Yes, yeah. you do. <laughs> For me, one ad in today's time is, uh, so there is this couple who is on the bed. Uh, the husband has uh, some issues with his leg, so he can't walk properly without a walker. So the son is taking a walker for repair. Uh, he's on the, uh, sitting on the chair and his wife is on the bed. And the wife is uh, sick and she can't get up of the bed. Uh, the son closes the fan and after some time the wife sweats and she desperately wants the fan. How with his willpower, you know, he got up, he took that first three initial dif most difficult steps because he is unable to walk and he reached his target and then his wife was so happy to see him reach the target and you know, the love for his wife came out. So in today's time, that is one ad which I which I like. Mary, yeah, what that's about the kind you? of stuff that makes you get all, all teary up because it's like so heartfelt. Yes. Okay, so uh, I, I work I worked as a copywriter as well. So we had this really nice book called uh, Hey Whipple Squeeze This. That's the name. Uh, and they they were like it was really elaborate all ads. Uh, and they were like written ads. So it's not an actually ad, but a traditional newspaper ad. And it was about um, uh, lemon. I mean, that was the title of the 
and it's Volkswagen. It's like the textbook. Volkswagen is a textbook. I mean, all their ads are amazing. But this one was really nice. And the entire uh, bit was, we are second and we work harder. Which is like, mm -hmm. wow. I mean, it, it touches so many ways. Like, yeah, we are good and you have to choose us because we are harder. And I, it just, for me, it worked like most hard people are not recognized. And I think this ad really recognize that okay we work hard and that's a bam you know it just relates so hard so uh, and it was a really nice copy i like to read and it was a very nice copy and if any one of our listeners would like to go ahead and read it please do so yeah that's one of my <laughs> so uh sounds like a good book it is it is a good it is a good book i also like to read marketing books because they are so snappy and jazzy and i, I just like it it just images just pops out just like you said you know your your ad was very visual and beautiful and the beach and all. So uh, speaking on, on, on marketing, uh, your podcast has been very organic. I think like people just came, it grew over time in a year, but are you doing any kind of marketing or trying to reach more people or any kind of initiatives like that? So the only marketing I do, like you said, is organic marketing. So <laughs> my cat is walking down the stairs. <laughs> what's the name of the cat? Now you have to tell us. What's the name? Uh, that's Stella. Uh, there are three here. So my... I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of moving. So this is the office, but my cats are here for a week. So that was Stella. Um, Charlotte is here somewhere. And then Marilyn is, is 20 pounds and she's old and she's actually under the desk rubbing herself against my legs right now. So, um, yeah. And I already forgot the question. <laughs> okay. So do you, how do you think, um, oh, from uh, yes. Yes. Right. I remember now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so it's all organic. So I, you know, when I, 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 I do coaching, I do business coaching. And um, the very first person I had as a coach, I didn't want to charge her money, because I didn't know if I could do a good job. And I didn't want somebody to pay me and then have me not not help her at all. So we traded. And even though I can build websites, I don't have time to build a lot of websites. And so I said to her, I have this idea for a podcast. If you build the website for the podcast, I'll, I'll populate it with the content. It's just getting the structure out there. I don't have time to deal with. And so she actually built the website. And so on a Friday after work, I'm sitting here at this desk, actually, putting all the content in and I put the contact form on, be on my podcast. And I sat there and I published it on a Friday night and I felt really good about it. And then as I started to pack things up, I thought, oh man, how's anybody going to know it exists, right? And so I thought I better have a, um, a Twitter account. And so I built a Twitter account and then I shared that account to my account, which at that time only had about 1500 followers. So it wasn't, I mean, now I'm, I'm over 3,600, so I'm very excited that in a year it's grown so much. Um, and my podcast also has over 1,500 followers in a year. But over the course of that weekend, it went from zero to 250 followers in one weekend. And then this is, this is what really helps is if you have people on the show who are willing to share their episodes, then more people see it. And so, and I also invite people sometimes. I try not to invite only people who are high profile. So if you listen to WP Coffee Talk, there are people who are local to me. There are people who um, are, are just doing what they're doing in their, own, in their own space. They're not necessarily famous people because it's not about telling famous people stories on, on WP Coffee Talk. It's about talking about the community and talking to people in the community. And so, yes, of course, there's high profile people because that's fun too, to have kind of interspersed and to hear everybody's stories. Um, 
but the Twitter account helps a lot. Having people who are there's a cat again. Having people who who are a little bit well known has helped. Of course, it has. You know, but and then like I. I invited Nitty Jane onto the show and her episode, even a year later, is the number one listened, most listened to watched episode with, um, you know, just it's, it's, she's very popular person, <laughs> not just in India, but everywhere. And she is yes, just, she um, she's, she's delight, delightful, of course. And so those kinds of things, and then also not restricting my my guests to a certain geographic area so i actually had somebody on the show that this episode's not out yet um on the show and today i'm not being able to remember names so i apologize but uh he came on the show and and one of the questions i ask is who is somebody that you admire in the wordpress community and why and he and a lot of times people say well of course you michelle and i'm like well yeah you have to say that because you're i'm talking to you right he's and i said that he says no 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 you don't understand he said in India, it's very uncommon for us to be guests on podcasts outside of India, that people in the United States are not inviting us to be on their podcasts very often. He said, but you aren't one of those people. He says, you have had people from all over the world. You have lots of Indian people on, and Pakistan and Bangladesh and, you know, South Africa, and just you know, everywhere. He said, it's not about you. It's about us, about us and being open to everybody. He said, and that's one of the things that I admire. And so I think that having an open kind of communication and wanting to talk to everybody also has pushed the podcast forward and given it some organic growth. Um, and then also I have applied a couple times to do WordCamp talks about the podcast and what I learned on the podcast, not to advertise it because I don't make money off it. It's not like I'm selling a plugin or anything like that, but just talking about the different stories that I've learned. And so it's gained some, um, some following because people have seen those episodes or attended those camps with me as well. So it really is 100% organic and just me talking about it. I mean, I do silly things like, so I have one here. Um, I have coasters that I had made up. I don't, I have stickers. You know, so like I'll hand out stickers and things like that. Uh, Fairy, you got a thank you note from me in the mail, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, so I send fit, send thank you notes to my guests with stickers in them and things like that. Just and and I got that from from Tara and Liam who do hallway chats because they sent me a thank you note and I was like, oh, I have to do that too because that's a good yeah. thing to do, you know. So if you can't yeah, cool. if you can't yeah, so if you can't afford it, you can't afford it, and that's not something you should do because you don't want to ever um, go bankrupt running a podcast, you know. But if there's things that you can do that make the experience better, I think that helps with organic. Um, organic marketing as well. So that's kind of just, I, I went around and around, but I think I answered the question. <laughs> yes, I think that's really nice when you give something like that after the podcast, it's like, okay, we are done with it, but oh, there's something new came. So you, you just remember, and I think that's, yeah. that's really nice and beautiful. Yeah. So we would eventually do something similar as well. We have that in our cards. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what has worked for me. <laughs> yes. So uh, moving on, uh, we have seen uh, some of your photos and you love to click some very beautiful photos. Can you, you share us about your photography skills and when did you start and just a bit about mm -hmm. it? So I bought my first camera three years ago and uh, because I thought I could be a photographer, just like I thought I could be a podcaster. Like there's, as, you know, as a woman, especially as people in general, right? But as a woman, especially you are grown up, you, you grow up hearing things, especially, I mean, I'm older than 
a lot of people that um, are in tech today. But you, you grow up hearing that you can't do things or that certain things are restricted. And whether you're absolutely told, no, you can't do that, or it's kind of a vibe that's kind of just there, right? And so for years and years, I didn't try to step outside of my comfort zone and do things that might be difficult. And so, you know, I reached a certain point in my life when I was thought like, well, excuse my language, but screw that. I'm going to do what I want. And I could be successful if I want to be successful. Um, and if I'm not, then I've learned a lesson and that education through failure is fine too, right? So you can do those things. And if I buy a camera, if I invest money in a camera and I take okay pictures that I enjoy, that's fine, right? But it's actually added to my income because I take pictures at events and weddings and I take headshots for people. And, uh, but, but, my, but my passion, as you pointed out, is the, is the nature photography. And I'm very lucky that in my, the area of the world that I live, there's just so many birds and there's so, there's so much water and there's beautiful sunsets and there's so many things to see that I do at least once a month. I take a drive with my camera. Um, I don't know how many people know. I, I don't walk well. I can't stand for very long periods of time. So almost every photo that you see in nature is taken from the front seat of my car. So I just oh. take the camera with me in the car well, and I pull off to the side of the road like and I take pictures. It doesn't, it doesn't look, it doesn't like, look that. like that. Look no, like not at all. <laughs> your mm. angles, your zoom the in-depth of the zoom, how much you're supposed to zoom. You know, it's so clear in these photographs. Like, it takes my breath away. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, one of, one of the things to know about photographers is that for every beautiful shot you see, we probably had 30 more shots that we said, that good, not yeah. good, not good. That's oh, that's the one, you know? <laughs> so some of it is trial and error. <laughs> my hair also, like, loves to click photos, and she has clicked Oh, wonderful. For yeah, so she, she knows. I mean, you do have so much in common in that way. Photography, uh, not, not really great. Uh, I, I, I tried, but no. <laughs> As you said, it needs to be a story, right? Like when you click a photo, there needs to be something that communicates. So it's, it's, it's not easy. People do think that. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's really nice. What, what inspires you like in a way when you click a photo? Is there like a story already in your mind or okay, you, you go and decide, okay, this is the kind of shot I want to take. So I'll often pull up to something, you know, there's a, there's a, um, a wildlife reserve and you can drive through it. You can only drive through one direction and you can't go more than 15 miles an hour. So even though it's about a mile and a half, it takes about half an hour at least to drive through. And I'm usually there two to three hours because I drive slowly and look for good pictures, but I will pull out the, I'll see something that I think is beautiful and I'll pick up the camera and decide that it doesn't look as good as I thought it would. You know, maybe because your, your naked eye can take in the entire scene, but the camera can only see this much. So, so, or it's too far away or, you know, whatever it is. And so sometimes it's just about finding the right shot. But for me, it isn't necessarily that there's a story story, but that there's, there's a story in beauty. And so if I can take a shot that evokes an emotion, it doesn't have to have a narrative as much as it just has to speak to you in some kind of silent way. Um, Frank, I, I took a picture of two um, Canada geese goslings. So they were just these two little babies and there were about 12 of them 
in in the area and the parents were both there like you know squawking and eating they're all eating whatever seeds they can find off the ground the ground and the two babies were just kind of snuggled up to each other and to me it just was a beautiful moment and i was able to, to take that image um and then i you know and then i zoomed I, I panned over to the right i took another image i looked at it later i was like Psh, not that one <laughs> you know so so it just it just depends it's nice. It's beautiful. The way you put it is so nice. I think you should really start writing as well. Because you see, so good, what is good writing? Good writing is how you speak. It's just on the paper or on a screen. So you have that knack, which which I as a write, reader, writer and reader would love to read something like that. I, I, I write a lot, but I don't, I haven't written about photography at all. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll start something else. Blog, very, blog on my photography site. It's very detailed and, and, someone who wants to know i mean for a noob like me or someone who wants to it's it's good it's like you put doing oh, step you. by step <laughs> it would be so, good it? it'd be fun yeah yeah so, uh, so writing is a very important skill i keep telling everyone they should write they should keep on writing yeah. and yes. Hold on one i want to i want to show you something i just slide out a picture for just a second yeah i do this is my book i wrote so i do a lot of writing Ooh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's, it, that's good. It's an unfortunate title for COVID oh. times. <laughs> oh, it has been so good. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. It's it's just it's I, I try to never say the word just. It's not just about anything. It is about um, marketing tips for people who are entrepreneurs or managers or small business owners who don't understand um, certain things about marketing. So it's very it's not, it's not in depth. So it's not something that is going to be used in a marketing class, for example. But if you're somebody who is trying to navigate all of the different parts and pieces of having a business, doing your core competence. So let's say you're a painter, right? And you're painting houses, for example, you don't necessarily understand all the things that go into marketing your business. And so this is all business tips that are really geared more towards marketing, understanding how to when you're approached by somebody for donations, how do you navigate that? What's the best way to have a, what do you, should you put on your business card? What are things you should pay for versus do yourself? Those kinds of tips and tricks. So that's really nice. I mean, this is really nice surprise. Like you should, write more, <laughs> you should tweet more about it. I mean, as, as I, should. Author, I think because yeah. that way more people will come and marketing Twitter is so huge. It's a True. little boring as well because that's all they talk about. And I think someone like you, who has very uh, human a way to connect? I think you'll be the really right person, and you can get more people uh, understand. I would love to read your marketing tweets, honestly. And oh, thank you. congratulations for writing a book. That's amazing. Thank you. It was a couple. It's two years ago I published it, so it was very okay. exciting. So, so I, so authors never stop marketing their books. So you should never stop talking about it. You wrote a book. That's awesome. I'm a writer. I've written only short stories. Writing an entire book is a feat. And yeah, that's amazing. It was actually all pulled from blog posts. Okay. So I, I used to blog for the local newspaper. They, I was one of their business bloggers and okay. they shut, they shut down the blogs. They decided they had too many blogs. They didn't need a business blog anymore. So I took all of those blog posts that I had, some of them are only 350 to 600 words even, and, and elaborated on them and turned them into chapters. So if you're a blogger, you probably already have a book in the making. That's so nice. So was it, how do you go about it? Like, did you go through self-publishing route or like how? Yeah. Which, Okay. I, I did self-publishing through Amazon. Okay, Amazon. Nice. Thanks. Nice, nice. 
So, Meher, would you like to add something on this? Yeah, it, I recollect reading the, the PDF copy of your book. Oh, you knew about it. I don't yes. even know. <laughs> I did know about it. I did go through a couple of chapters. It's, it's very well for marketers. Some, you know, just go ahead and purchase it. You love it. You will really thank everyone for us to put this book, you know, in front of your eyes again. <laughs> Though some, you know, sometimes it happens. The good books are there in the market, but no one focuses much on it. No one says much. So it just stays on the shelf. So here we are presenting you with an amazing book. So do check it out. Oh, I really you know, recommend it to well, everyone. And I, I write like I talk, so it's very conversational. And my friends who know me say that when they read it, they're hearing my voice in their head. <laughs> but that's really nice. I, I really want you to like talk more about the book. That's, I'm sure a lot of people can read. Sorry to interrupt, but that's, that's good, right? Because the yeah. book should talk about your voice. It's yes. Good. So can I, can I read to you my favorite part of the whole book is sure. the dedication? Yes, please. Yes, please. Sure, okay. Sure. So this, this is, and, and um, so this, I, I hope will inspire you as well. The book is dedicated to all the girls and women who have ever been told that they couldn't. Couldn't have a career, couldn't have a family, couldn't do it alone, couldn't be part of the team, couldn't accomplish, couldn't keep up, couldn't do or couldn't be. You can. And to my daughter, Lydia, who has always told me that I could and I can, I did. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing You're welcome. That. You're welcome. And that's to you as well, because here you are accomplishing yourself. So that's wonderful. <laughs> so moving on to our questions. So yes, we're going to talk about success, which is really <laughs> nice coming to that point. We just spoke about that. So what does success yeah. mean to you? Success is so it's hard to define it, right? So it means different things to different parts of my life, for sure. Um, because if you asked me when I was 22, it'd be a different story than when I was 35, which is a different story than I'm 51. So as I am today, success to me means that not only do I have a sense of accomplishment about something, but that whatever I do has helped other people in the process. So if, it's a, if I write a blog post and... 50 people read it and 49 people are like, whatever, I've read that before. And the 50th person says, wow, I really learned something that I can use going forward that I feel I have been successful. Um, with a podcast, if I had only done 10 episodes or five or one episode and learned something about myself in the process, even though the podcast might be called a failure, to me, that's a successful opportunity because I've learned something about it. And so whether I learn something, somebody else learns something, or I'm able to enhance somebody else's life in any way, shape, or form, to me, that's what success is. It's one of the reasons I work at GiveWP because I get to work with nonprofit organizations that then help other people raise money to do good things in the world. And that makes me feel successful every day. That's, that's really nice and positive. What about you? What do you think success is? Okay, Mary, would you like to... You See what success to you? Okay, you, me. Uh, yes, as I said, I mean, a lot of things are, are similar. As I said, it changes uh, time. I think health is very important because I am not, we, we tend to take it for granted easily. 
and and you're 20 so i just turned 30 and yeah it's like oh my god i i'm 30 now and what did i accomplish in 20s so you tend to take your health for granted a lot and i think career wise i'm okay yeah i I'm more than okay, Tachuan. It's just health-wise, it's very difficult to take yourself seriously. And, you know, you should do this. And you drink water. Like, I don't drink much water. So I think success for me is to taking care of my health. And it is in a way, I'm, I'm also struggling. I know a lot of people in my age group and everywhere they are struggling. So prioritizing my health is going to be success for me. Uh, mm-hmm. As I said, it's very personal and it changes. And there was a point like in my early 20s, I wanted to be like successful in career and all that. But right now it shifted to taking care of, you know, health more and doing things that I enjoy more and being with people I like and, you know, enjoy and doing things like this, like having my yeah. projects. Yes, this is successful for me. Yes. That's wonderful. <laughs> there, you're done. So, from childhood till now, success to me has always, has never been, you know, accomplished accomplishing something or you know standing first in the class because I was never a you know top student I was always a laid back I was I always had fun in what I do because I think of a long-term thing that I just don't want to do it for now and forget about it if it's not going to help me in future Uh, I wanted to be a doctor everyone said a lot of negative things that time I just got a little scared and I didn't go ahead today going back I was like okay fine I didn't go ahead but I I am what I am because of too many people who supported me in every decision I took whether it's bad it's good and I work hard and when people praise you without even you really realizing that people are talking about you like so many times people have come and told me you know, this one was speaking about you. You know, this one, uh, this one was speaking something about you. And I remember uh, on WP Water Cooler's uh, interview, Andrea had me- mentioned my name. And on the JWP Facebook group, uh, there's a friend called uh, Saurav Shukla from Pune. He had actually tagged me and said, you are mentioned in this many seconds. And I was on a call with a client and, you know, it popped up from side, you know, someone's talking about you. I'm like, you know, you, you, you start curious, you know, your mind goes into curiosity. What is she talking? You know, I was like, okay, I am working right now. Let me finish it. But three days down the line when I read it, it was like, yeah, you're doing something right where people are automatically recognizing you. You don't need to promote mm-hmm. yourself. So for me, success is do whatever you write, whether you fail, whether you succeed. There are people monitoring it. There are people taking into consideration those things. So mm-hmm. to me, it's like, just do what you love to do. So I have a lot of pet projects going on. One of this is podcast. One of is my food blogging called Banda Foodie. There are a lot of pet projects which I have. I just... It's fun doing it because it gives you like, you know, that mental break of cut from work. Do something what you love. That's wonderful. That's, that's very nice. So just like that, I think we are, we reached an end and 
it has been amazing. Like, thank you for being. You on guys the show. are awesome. Yeah, I, I have one more question for you though. What? Why? How did you decide the name of your podcast? Ah, uh, <laughs> we wanted to keep it. Okay, name. Okay, name is Mehar. Yes. So basically, is me and B Ferry have been uh, like we're just talking about it for the past two three months, much before COVID also. So this was during uh, WordCamp uh, Mumbai 2019, and we were just talking, talking, talking. And in COVID, I'm like, forget talking, forget, forget deciding a name, you know. So my partner Vatan Kudmule, he he's crazy about buying domain. So <laughs> I said, which domain you have? Because we just wanted to get started. Because sometimes. When you ponder on a thought for a long time, it never goes off the table. Right. You know? So I said, what domain you have? And he said, Unplug, Unplug Tech. I said, okay, let's go with it. You know, it's, I love it. It's, you need to start because I've spoken to a couple of people. They also want to do a podcast, but they're waiting for, you know, to sit in a room, to get a professional mic, to get a, you know, decent camera, you know, yeah. then they will talk face to face no one has the time no. because if i've given eight and a half uh, sorry if i've given one and a half years just to get this started it would have never taken off if, because if there are certain things which their names which i did not find comfortable their names the fairy did not find it comfortable <laughs> so look, come in borderline what is the name already which we already have Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> so that's how Unplugged Tech was born. Wonderful. So I, I, I'm also thinking of keeping it more like conversation and, you know, unplug your tech and have conversation. And that's how I'm trying to, you know, play around with it and let's see how it comes. But yeah, I think we're really uh, uh, incorporating it in our communication as well. Eventually it will happen. But yes. I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So you also started as an experiment and it's like touch wood has been amazing one year of experience. So we are in that initial stage. Like we need to get something off the ground. Otherwise we will never be able to because yeah. work always is overloaded. Yes. And in India yes, because yeah. The the first step to success is actually taking the first step and you've done that. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in so India, pet right? projects are always taken as you're not doing anything, right? <laughs> exactly. But but that's really fun, and we had so much fun. You are our third guest, and it's it's been so much fun, and we are so glad that we did this. We just started it off, and just as you said, I mean, your two uh, main things: make mistakes and have fun. Basically, that's what it boiled down. It's yeah, I mean, that's what we are trying to, you know. Uh, incorporate as well and yes and thank I you think, so much for having me and i think aditya uh, will be very happy because he was the last one we interview and he wanted us to break his jinx <laughs> because according to him any podcast he goes that is the last episode of the podcast <laughs> even in today's oh which i had a couple of hours back he actually told me Please, please, have you contacted anyone? Break my gym. So, Aditya, oh, that's so funny. gym is broken now. 
Yes. Happy to help. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so yes, uh, it has been really nice. And thank you for being on the show and bringing your positivity and energetic vibe. It's really like we are also feeling very energetic after talking to you. Thank you I'm for so telling glad. a bit about your book. I'm, I think we both think a lot of people need to read that and uh, give cuddles to your cat. Like I'm a cat lover. <laughs> your cats may, you know, appear. I so will. That was nice I will. <laughs> okay. So just like that, time just flew. When you have good time, it just flows. And it does. Thank you. And yes, keep in touch. Yes. I will. I promise. Thank you so much for having thank me. You. Yes. My one last so, question before you go. Yes. 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 Nominate someone to come on our show. Oh. I think that you should ask Claire Brotherton to be on the show. I don't know if you know Claire. Claire is in Scotland and she is a huge um, accessibility uh, supporter and she has so much knowledge and she's just so personable. Um, she, I was posting about Wapoos one day and she sent me some, some stickers of the unicorn Wapu from Scotland. So she's a, just an amazing person and I think she'd be a great guest. Awesome. We'd love to have her. Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're welcome. Thank you again, Michelle. And it's my pleasure. Thank you. Wholeheartedly. Thank you again for the sponsorship. We both love it. Thank you. Yes. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> I'm happy, happy if I can contribute to your success. That was really nice. It really made us all giggle and all. I'm glad. <laughs> Thank okay, you. so yes, we will be back soon. And yes, I think this is so weird. We don't want to say goodbye, but we have to say goodbye, okay? And yeah, we can talk yes, hours and hours. Like, but... Yeah, we can. <laughs> we can. We can talk. But, uh, we will come back soon with new episode. Thanks again to Michelle. And thanks for tuning in to all our audience. We will be back. Yes. Yeah. Right. Till then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>